There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea. Future Farm's Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome back to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. It's part two of our discussion of a very pervasive problem. It's female incontinence. The book we're talking about is Mind Over Bladder by today's guest, Dr. Jill Rabin. Dr. Jill is a urogynecologist. Uh, That's a specialty within uh, urology and gynecology where they kind of combine the two uh, to solve uh, women's uh, problems that, uh, well, you know, it's, you can't really create a, like a Berlin wall or a Maginot line, uh, between, uh, the urinary system and the uh, reproductive system in women. They're very closely related. So it makes sense. Um, a little factoid in the book, the typical sufferer, and I didn't know this, the typical sufferer of incontinence, female incontinence, uh, spends a thousand to $3,000 annually on absorbent products. <laughs> Whoa, that is a real economic toll. And, uh, you know, some of these products, are they're really good. I mean, because uh, we have like little kids who are not yet toilet trained in our family and they absorb a lot of liquid. They're, they're amazing. They have an amazing capacity. So those products are getting better and better. But uh, that's a steep bill, isn't it? Absolutely. And uh, we feel that absorbent products are invaluable, but we prefer that women use them while they're getting a diagnosis and in the middle of a treatment plan and not looking at them as a forever type of, uh, of, uh, of uh, buy, uh, we would like to, uh, I always say I'll retire when I uh, get women out of diapers. All right. That's a good goal. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, biofeedback as a uh, means of dealing with this. I mean, it, it's not the ordinary type of biofeedback that people use for you know, general relaxation purposes, it's very tailored to this problem, right? Exactly. So we know that two things happen when you do a pelvic contraction, and you can do them on your own. Arnold Kegel originally described them in the 1940s. You can contract your pelvic floor to a count of, you choose your number, three or four or five Mississippi, relax to a count of the same amount of time, and that's considered a pelvic muscle contraction, a pelvic floor muscle exercise uh, set, if you will. And you can do that slowly, and then you can do it quickly, and that's called a quick flick. And they basically <laughs> strengthen different types of muscles in the pelvic floor, which basically are the muscles that mm-hmm. elevate and hold up the bladder and the uterus and the rectum, or the colon. And you can do those, and over time, what that does is, and you can do them on your own, 
um, or you, there are many, many different programs that I'll mention. But if you can do those three to five sets an hour uh, for six weeks, you probably will begin to notice a difference. Now, that takes a lot of motivation. So we do have devices we can have people use uh, or even physical therapy with a physical therapist. But mm-hmm. it's all about the Kegel. It's all about the pelvic contraction. And, and you put like little sen- pressure the- sensors up there that determine, you know, how much force you're exerting. Is that how that works? Well, you- on your own, if you do it, you, you don't. But no. with a physical okay. therapist, which I'll describe, you can. But what happens over time is you can hypertrophy or thicken the urethral sphincter and hypertrophy, which basically means thicken the pelvic muscle that holds up all your organs. Mm-hmm. You can turn that pelvic muscle from what I like to say is from a little veal cutlet into a filet mignon. Mm-hmm. So you can thicken the muscle and thicken the urethra and that elevates the bladder and uterus, by the way, and rectum, and you can elevate and do that. And what that does is it helps a little bit of prolapse or dropped organs. It helps stress incontinence by making the muscle stronger so it anchors that bladder better and strengthens the urethra. But when you do that, it has a wonderful uh, benefit, a bonus, side effect of quieting the bladder because there's an integration of your voluntary nervous system that did your kegel, did your contraction, Mm -hmm. and your involuntary nervous system. So doing that gives you what we call an anticholinergic effect. Mm. It down-regulates the um, the pelvic nerve Mm. uh, and anticholinergic effect. It upregulates the hypogastric nerve, so it facilitates sympathetic or bladder filling. So doing Kegel exercises not only treats prolapse and stress incontinence, but it can treat urge incontinence. But most people are not that motivated. So what yeah. we can do is we can write a them a boring. prescription. It's a little order. boring, frankly. Yes, a little boring. <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, what, what do you do? You know, I got to do my Kegels. Uh, mm, you know. Exactly. So we tell people to do it when they're at a red light, maybe. Uh, it's just <laughs> a way to remember it okay. if they drive. But if you still, how many, if you don't, if you're not driving, you know, if you're not an, uh, a driver for one of these services, you're not going to drive that much during the right. day to do that, to uh, affect uh, good results. So what we tell people to do is we, or we, we, they can do that. Or the next step from that, and remember, it's all about the pelvic floor muscle exercise. It's all the same thing that I just described. There are these devices called vaginal cones or weights mm-hmm. that they're identical, uh, but each one is heavier than the next. And we have them use one for 30 days in the vagina, walk around the house. 30 minutes once a day, 15 minutes twice a day, and they're gonna, body's going to do a kegel, but they're going to do a contraction because nobody wants anything falling out uh, right. of their vagina. Right. So you do it sort of naturally. Mm-hmm. And that, and when they do it for 30 days in a row, they can graduate to the next weight and mm-hmm. so forth. There are mm-hmm. six weights in a set. Mm-hmm. If people are not motivated to do that, mm-hmm. um, then you, we send them to a physical therapist. And sometimes right off the bat, if they say, I'm not going to do kegels. Just send me to the therapist. Mm-hmm. You buy or uh, generally buy your own vaginal probe. It connects to the physical therapist machine. These are generally females who are working with females, mm-hmm. almost exclusively, but yeah. not not 100%. Yeah. And basically, you you uh, they see what your baseline is, see what your diagnosis is. Is it stress or urge or mixed mm-hmm. incontinence? Is there prolapse present? Mm-hmm. They develop a program for you and with you. You do that, and you come back to the physical it's therapist. Like, it's like having a personal uh, trainer. It's like one-on-one, right? It's a, 
It's exactly. We call it the personal trainer for the pelvic floor. And eventually you can rent or buy the machine and use Mm -hmm. it in your home and come back to the physical therapist for uh, checkups. Mm -hmm. And if people, some people just can't, can't isolate their pelvic muscles. We have them do a contraction. It's it's hard to sometimes to to find them. You know, it's like, I don't know what some people don't know what that means. You know, what, what is that? What's the proper sensation that is, am I kegling? You know, it's like, how do you know? Exactly. And some people think that they should push. So we really have to teach this. So a physical therapist, if you can't recognize the muscle, then we can use, you can uh, buy your own personal, it's called an electrical stimulation biofeedback device. And again, with the physical therapist, it stimulates the pelvic muscle for you and with you. So you can feel what a Kegel actually feels like, a muscle contraction. And then, you know, once you do that, and that will actually on its own, um, do this, have the same effect as, as doing the biofeedback or the other pelvic floor muscle exercises. It thickens the muscle and thickens the urethra. But we would rather have people go back to biofeedback once they can recognize Mm -hmm. what that muscle is. Then they go ahead to the regular biofeedback. And when they've maximized out their pelvic floor strength, then they go back to the physical therapist, maybe only you know, a couple of times a year. And once you've maximized your pelvic floor strength and done all of your diet and lifestyle uh, changes, and if your, if your menu options included both of those, which they, they usually do, uh, and if you still have urgency or prolapse or stress incontinence, then there are some of the other therapies that can be used. As you mentioned, medications for the urgency incontinence can be used. Um, and we find that sometimes if we use the medications in combination with physical therapy, within three to six months, we can let go of the medications. And so have the medications are kind of like trainer wheels to, to, uh, on the path to uh, resolution of the problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and by the way, Great. these sessions, can, you know, amid COVID, uh, can they be done remotely? Uh, do you have a, an app that uh, enables people to record their uh, you know, their Kegel uh, proficiency and then work in real time with the therapist? Yeah, there are Bluetooth capabilities and apps, mm-hmm. a lot of apps okay. you can use for this. That's a great question. 100%. We also have our physical therapists here at Northwell uh, through STARS Physical Therapy, wonderful outfit. Um, they're seeing people in real time. And uh, doing checkups, we do the telemedicine checkups um, and send data, uh, uh, you know, b- remotely. So we, we're doing all of this, and we're doing it, of course, all COVID safely. Okay. Uh, then there are, you know, and this is these are very ancient. In fact, I think they found them in, like, Egyptian tombs, pessaries, because this is not a, a, a new problem, is that women had drop bladders and cystoceles and, uh, you know, uterine prolapse, uh, you know, 4,000 years ago. Uh, so pessaries are very ancient. Do they still have utility in the modern world? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, pessaries are basically, think of them as industrial strength diaphragms. They look pretty much like a diaphragm, uh, the contraceptive diaphragm. And some of them are a little bulkier looking, depending upon where the, dro- where the prolapse is. Is it by the bladder or in the back by the rectum or is the uterus dropping? You know, so we do pessary fittings and people can wear these, you know, take them out. So it's not a one size fits all. It's a custom thing that, you know, per the anatomy of the woman in question. Okay. Yes, there are about there are about 20 different types and each type comes in about 10 sizes. So that's either good or bad. You know that it can be a little bit individualized. But when you have that many devices, you know, there's nothing that works perfectly. So what Mm -hmm. we've developed at Northwell is we've um, we've patented a um, a vaginal 
pessary that's adjustable hmm. and that's in development hmm. that's in development wow. and we're also looking at working on developing like an orthotic for the pelvic floor we're doing <laughs> right. starting to do a, a project on a modeling uh 3d in the 3d wow. print shop modeling individual pessaries for wow. people but basically most people will just wear these and come to us and we'll clean them for every two to mm-hmm. three months or so for patients and it can be associated with a vaginal discharge if you leave it in without remembering mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. it it can cause erosions in the vagina or you know basically yeah. bruises so we want those cleaned regularly and they're generally for women who uh can't have uh okay they can't have surgery because of their medical issues mm-hmm. or they just don't want to yeah. have surgery and they just want something in there to hold up mm-hmm. the organs and it can sometimes help stress incontinence and that's that so and, and they are for some people they do have utility but one of the biggest utilities of a pessary is uh, there there are two basic ones one is for our people who you know in uh, a teacher population of teachers who are off during the summer to just hold the prolapse up until they can have their vacation time and have the the actual um anatomy corrected with mm-hmm. surgery because surgery just corrects mm-hmm. anatomy mm-hmm. it doesn't usually it's a more definitive a solution than than the pessary the pessary is yes okay. uh, so, yes now i will tell you that if, if people do their pelvic exercises the pessary will be held in better mm-hmm. and if they do their exercises the surgeries will work better so we want pe- people because most of the tissue holding up the organs is a muscle and surgery doesn't fix muscle the, surgery right. only corrects anatomy and the connective tissue uh, anchoring the muscle to the organ so if you make the muscle as healthy as possible then your pessary will work better and your surgery will work better. It'll last longer. Okay, folks, at this point, let's pause and allow one of our sponsors an opportunity to share this vital message with you. This episode of Intelligent Medicine is brought to you by Biomega Fish Oil from Biotics Research. For over 40 years, Biotics Research has been providing the highest quality supplements, surpassing industry standards. Biomega Fish Oil contains therapeutic doses of vital omega-3s, in the triglyceride form, which is highly bioavailable. Biotics Research ensures maximum purity and freshness by managing their fish oils from catch to capsule, verified by rigorous independent testing. For more information, go to drhoffman.com slash bioticsresearch. That's drhoffman.com slash bioticsresearch for Biomega fish oil. Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting our sponsors. They're what make Intelligent Medicine continuing free resource to you. And now back to today's guest, Dr. Jill Rabin. What about uh, hormones? Because uh, some women, uh, you know, obviously they get worse at menopause, and there's this thing about the hormones maintaining the integrity of the musculature uh, and bladder tone, and uh, sometimes products like the S-ring are used to uh, impart estrogen directly. You know, it's not oral estrogen, uh, but local estrogen. Yeah, local estrogen comes in a cream and a, uh, we have a little vaginal estrogen pill, or as you mentioned, uh, an estrogen ring. And these really just help the health of the tissues. Uh, there are 350 sites, give or take, in the body that have estrogen receptors. And I mentioned in the beginning, the first segment, nerve muscle connective tissue, and there are estrogen receptors on all of these. So we know if we give estrogen, even local estrogen, it really does help uh, especially the, uh, the the epithelium of the of the bladder and the vagina, uh, really be a little bit healthier. It may even help a little bit into the muscle and connective tissue. So we we do use topical estrogens um, for people who can use them, um, and uh, this this really does help. Especially as you mentioned, if you have a pessary, we put a little uh, estrogen ring in there first. 
uh, to sort of cushion the pessary and, and reduce erosion. So there, that can be very helpful. That's a great question. And then there are new innovative forms of uh, surgery. Now, traditional surgery for dropped bladder or dropped uterus uh, involved the extensive use of mesh. And uh, some women got in trouble with that. Uh, some of those products have been recalled, in fact. Uh, so how do you avoid problems with, with that kind of surgery? Yeah, well, again, um, we like people to have, if they're going to have surgery to fix their stress incontinence, the musculofascial, you know, connective tissue, muscle issue, uh, or re-anchor the bladder to the, uh, to the connective tissue and the muscle, um, we want their pelvic floors to be as healthy as possible. So that means trying to optimize your weight, trying to get rid of any unwanted, unstable contractions with the bladder training. Um, you know, maybe using a little topical estrogen, doing your physical therapy so, so to get the like muscle. it's prehab for possible. surgery. In other words, you just don't embark on exactly. surgery willy-nilly. You might, uh, you know, lead up to it to uh, ensure a greater likelihood of success. Exactly. It's, it's basically just maximizing your pelvic floor strength before you do the surgery. Absolutely. So what we use for people who do choose surgery, um, we do maximize their pelvic floor strength and do all of these things. And we use a lot of the patient's own tissue these days. We don't use um, a lot of meshes per se. We have a lot of the biologics, um, a lot of other materials we can use besides these meshes. So um, it, it's kind of rare to use the mesh, except when it comes to anchoring uh, if you've had a hysterectomy or if that's part of the surgical plan, we anchor the vagina, the, the cuff of the vagina, um, to the area in front of your uh, sacrum, uh, the sacral tissue. And for that, we do use, uh, many times we do use a mesh, but it's not the type of mesh that's been associated mm -hmm. with issues. Right. So, But for the other parts of the repair, we do use many, we have many other choices now. The surgeries have gotten much better, much quicker, less invasive. We use a lot of robotics, um, laparoscopy. It's rare to have any big incision for these surgeries now. And then you, you do some uh, injection therapy of various kinds to uh, strengthen the sphincter. Uh, there are different yeah. uh, materials that can be used to, uh, and even Botox can be used in this. Yes, Botox is used for people who have one of the therapies for overactive bladder. If people have, it's really, it's really in the old days, we used to call it detrusor, which is another word for the bladder, detrusor instability. Uh, overactive bladder is more of a commercially developed term, which now it's basically in medical use, but it's an unstable bladder. And people who don't respond to the therapies we've mentioned in the first half, or uh, including medications, we can do Botox injection uh, that's done through the urethra. Uh, again, we use local anesthetic, topical anesthetic. Um, it's very comfortably done. It's done through the urethra and tiny little needle is used to inject Botox into the skin of the bladder on the inside, so to speak, and that quiets the bladder. Mm -hmm. And there are obviously side effects with everything. The bladder may be so quiet that you may, you know, you may have a problem, you know, emptying for a little while, mm -hmm. but that's, you know, there, there's side effects with everything. But for people who have been uh, having intractable or, or in, 
incredibly difficult to treat overactive bladder. This is the therapy. But the injectables you mentioned, yep. for people who have a weak sphincter, no matter what, that sphincter is basically non-functional. Mm-hmm. We, can't, we don't know how to make a sphincter you know, work again, but we can increase pressure on the urethra from the outside by putting these injectables in to, to basically seal the urethra, kind of like putting a new washer on mm-hmm. your sink. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, we use a, a substance very commonly now called macroplastique. And that's injectable that's done in the office or ambulatory surgery center. It doesn't last forever. Um, it generally lasts between six and nine months, give mm-hmm. or take, uh, average of about six months. And people can have that a couple of times uh, before we consider uh, another surgical treatment, which would be called a sling procedure, where you actually, it's like putting a little hammock under the urethra and kind of yeah. lifting it. So that increases pressure on the urethra from the outside a little bit more, um, a little bit more permanent. And then, uh, you know, there's an intriguing uh, new therapy that's gaining popularity, which is percutaneous tibial nerve stimulation. And, you know, I studied acupuncture way back when, and uh, yes. I believe that the point that is being used for this uh, uh, electrical nerve stimulation is a prominent uh, acupuncture point on the kidney meridian. Uh, which is the inside yes. of the leg. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right, Dr. Hoffman. And that is done uh, for about half an hour of the treatment. Um, it's a little, tiny little acupuncture needle, as you mentioned, put on that point. It's uh, about three inches above the ankle bone on the inside and one inch back. And it's the point, uh, that point on the ankle hurts most people if you try to find it. We can find it by by palpation or by feeling. Mm-hmm. And that needle goes in there. We put a little grounding pad on the bottom of the foot. And it feels like a like a basically a tapping or a massage on the foot. It can go down to the foot or a little bit up toward the knee or even toward mm-hmm. the bladder. And it basically, it basically quiets the bladder. It gives you an anticholinergic effect. Mm. Um, and that treatment's about half an hour for 12 weeks give or take, and it is covered um, by Medicare and by many insurances because they realize that it's, you know, it's been very effective uh, to quiet the bladder for people. And you come in for booster treatments from time to time as well. And uh, that's been very, very helpful. And you're right. That is one of the newest treatments we have. Um, yeah. So bottom line, and excuse the pun inadvertently, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of things that you can do for a female incontinence. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, and I think the message uh, to our listeners is, uh, you know, I think there may be some listeners out there kind of resigned to it. You know, they use the absorbent pads and they kind of go, well, you know, this is this is as good as it gets. Uh, but you can uh, address this problem uh, and you don't have to go through necessarily invasive surgery uh, or arduous uh, treatments uh, to overcome it. And, and the resources are there. So tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, where you practice. Uh, and how people can get in touch with a urogynecologist. So uh, in our book, Mind Over Bladder, the back of the book has many, many uh, websites and resources for people and definitions. And you can definitely speak to your doctor about being referred to a urogynecologist. Um, our national organization is AUGS, American Urogynecologic Society, .org. There's also the National Association for Continents, NAFC. Hmm. Um, I practice at Northwell Health, and we have um, over a dozen urogynecologists. Northwell, here at Long Island, hospitals. right? Northwell, LIJ. Yes, we're 
Northwell, we have LIJ, Manhasset. Um, we have hospitals in Westchester, all the way out east in Long Island, and several other places. And we have a t- over uh, a dozen urogynecologists. Um, our website, mindoverbladderbooks.com, also has a lot of these resources on it. But the 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 uh, message here should be more than anything is that even though this affects so many women, even though this may be, uh, if you do a bell-shaped curve, affecting more women than it doesn't affect. Uh, it, there still is treatment available. It is um, embarrassing, but if you have a doctor you can speak to and trust, there is treatment available. Most of the treatments do not involve surgery unless you choose the surgery. This is up to you, and surgeries are very invaluable when they're well-placed and well-done by a board-certified uh, urogynecologist specialist in female pelvic medicine and uh, or urologist. And treatment is available. There is no reason these days to uh, to leak and have prolapse and just be miserable and stay home and plan your life around bathrooms. It is just not necessary. Just not necessary. Well, that's a great uh, call to action. And, uh, you know, I think you've uh, found your uh, professional path uh, in a uh, in an area that's that's going to be of help to uh, countless women and uh, make a huge difference in their lives. So thank you very much. The book Mind Over Bladder, a step-by-step guide to achieving continence. Our guest, Dr. Jill Rabin. Dr. Jill, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Hoffman. It's my pleasure. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. As an Intelligent Medicine listener, you know how important it is to ensure that your supplements are genuine, safe, and effective. But vetting your sources and tracking down the exact products you need can be a hassle. That's why I'm inviting you to browse my online supplement dispensary at drhoffmanstore.com. We stock only the highest quality supplements, some of which are very hard to find elsewhere. The very same supplements I prescribe to my patients and take myself. My specially curated professional-grade supplements are fulfilled via the Fullscript network. Fullscript is the safest and most convenient way to purchase my medical-grade supplements. Buying through Fullscript offers fast shipping, optional refill reminders, a mobile-friendly site. It's safe, secure, and HIPAA-compliant and offers world-class support. Just go to drhoffmanstore.com to sign up for your free Fullscript account. That's drhoffmanstore.com, drhoffmanstore.com.